home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, good evening, everybody. We are back live for the next hour. This is Rated G Radio. I'm your host, Garrett Miller. And in short order, we're going to be welcoming back my guest co-host, Rob Watson, host of the very popular Rated LGBT Radio right here on the same network. Um, Programming notes, like we like to start every show off with. We've got a ton of programming here on the network, and we'd love for you to take as much of it with you wherever you would like to take us. So tonight, Rated G Radio, we're live for the next hour. If you want to call in on topic, and I mean that, this is not a psychic call-in show. If you read the body of the show page, it's Rob and I. We're going to chew the fat. If you want to talk about the topics we are talking about, we'll invite you to call in at 323-657-1493 and ask us or join the conversation. But we are not going to give you a free psychic reading. We may give you some free smart-ass answers, but we are not going to give you a psychic reading. Um, So with that, if you want to call in, please do so. We would love to talk to you in the next hour. I will remind you that we are going to be having a show next Monday night with my very favorite, Stephanie Gerard. She hosts a monthly show called Journey with Stephanie. We also have Mary Lou Monroe Ray. She hosts periodic specials from Down Under with some of Brisbane's finest. She's also interviewed people from all around the world, but mostly the eastern seaboard of Australia. Mary Lou is very talented and gifted, and we're always excited when she has a new broadcast. And of course, America's Top 50 Psychic, Rebecca Fisk, she joins us every month as well. So without further ado, as I am want to say it's a pleasure to welcome back this hour of power with mr rob watson rob how the heck are you i'm good hey there i you know i'm dabbling in the little psychic things i knew you were going to call me on to the the show i i got this sense that that was happening and and here here we have it you you did i'm glad you were psychically prepared to come to the show tonight (laughs) well that too yeah that too, yeah. So, okay. No, I have so, to tell you, I am, <clears throat> I've been watching, um, there is a, um, I guess he's, he's known as the um, Hollywood medium, um, Tyler Henry, that uh, yeah. has had a show okay. on E! And then yeah. um, he moved to Netflix, I think it is. And I'm, I'm like obsessed with him. So. Why? Why? You, you, you do not approve? I, he, I am so annoyed with the theatrics of what he does, you know, jiggling his hand like he's got Parkinson's across a sheet of paper does not yeah. impress me in the least. But I'm, I'm open to understanding your perspective. Well, I, I mean, I, I get it just because I think, well, a couple things on it. One is um, I think there is a way – he just evolved on that in a way to make him focus, but he doesn't do what a lot of psychics do where they kind of throw out this sort of wide net and then they kind of reel it in. And it's, it's like some generalities. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. really, really specific. Um, and 
when I went back to watch, because uh, the, the show on Netflix is new, and so that's all current. But when I went back to watch the past episodes of The Hollywood Medium, we're going back like five years or so. And I, I've been kind of checking him because he will tell, these are all celebrities, and he will tell them different things in their readings, and I can check it to see if they actually happened. And most of them have actually happened exactly as he said. So I'm, I'm kind of impressed on that level. But um, he just reminds me of an experience I had where not with, and, and I fell into it, uh, with a psychic and um, that was really a profound experience. And I'm, I'm fascinated with him almost more, not so much by the readings he does, but because he seems to have some sense of what the beyond looks like, you know, what that existence is. And that's what fascinates him, me about him. Plus he's gay. And so I've, I've already put out feelers to try to get him on LGBT radio, but we'll see. Well, well, I will fully support you if you need me to go up to L.A. and suck up to him or something like that. I will do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that for the team. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think that where I have trouble is that, and it's not that I don't believe he isn't a legit person. I just think it's right. very showy given, you know, and everybody needs their angle and shtick. I got it. So that's probably what got him the show and we probably knew somebody at one of the networks in some capacity. But I know that on this network, we have uh, like Rebecca Fisk and we've got Stephanie right. Gerard. And before they came on the show, and this is long before I did any radio, um, I met Rebecca. And when I first met her, she told me my, in my first meeting, and I'm there soliciting the service that I offer at the time is moving and relocation. And so she comes outside at the end of the, you know, of my presentation and she's, you know, thanking me for coming, waiting for the estimate. She goes, and, and you know, I'm a little bit psychic. And I thought to myself, this is the first time I'd ever met a psychic. I thought to myself, and you're a little bit crazy. So you know, you're, you're a lot of things lady. And she says, if, you're, if you'd ever like to, you know, just a free courtesy reading, let me know. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, mm, love you lots. Got to go by. And probably about nine or 10 months pass. And she has, you know, moved with her family and she emails me out of the blue at work and says, well, I'm, I'm going to be down in seal beach. I'd love it. If you could stop by and say hi, that type of thing. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. And went and, she had standing room only, and it was like a coffee shop like you'd see on the show Friends. Right. And right. with that, standing room only, and people could not wait to ask a question. And they, you know, you have people in tears, people laughing, people, it's just the most incredible thing ever. And afterwards, um, you know, she sat down with me and gave me a courtesy reading. And she was telling me things. There is zero possible ways that she knew any of the things that she knew zero because she didn't know anybody that I knew and any of that stuff. Right. And right. so at the time she was telling me, you know, about things that had happened in my past, again, things that nobody would know. And then she was like, Oh, and you know, I see you, you know, you're in Irvine now. Right. And I said, yeah. And she says, yeah, I see you in like 
Long Beach or Huntington Beach or Redondo Beach or something with a beach. And I see you living in a blue house on like 17th. Um, I don't know what that means. That at the time, I had not a clue. And when my lease is up on my apartment in Irvine, my next door neighbor in Arizona texted me and says, oh, I don't know why I didn't think of this. My brother has a house in Huntington Beach that um, he's looking for somebody to rent. And if you're, you know, if you'd like to get connected up, I'll get you the friends and family discount. I said, okay, great. So I go and meet Michael, who's the owner of the house. And guess what color the house is? It's blue. And guess what the street was? It was 7th, not 17th, but I'll take 7th versus 17th any day of the week. And so here she was telling me she was seeing like in the future. And so she's, she's told me, you know, gobs and gobs and stuff. And so I thought, well, okay, she sounds legit. She seems legit. She's got a huge following. This is great. And I meet Stephanie and Stephanie's the same. And I will tell you that has not always been the case. I've had people that have wanted to be on the show when we used to do this five days a week, 52 weeks a year. Right. And they'd be like, right. I'm, I'm a psychic from New York. I'm like the Long Island medium, except you're not. And I'm a psychic from Great Britain, and I'm going to, and one after the other, it was just, it was so telling. And I don't know if it's the energy I give off or the show gives off or whatever, but it was the second they would come on, they, um, I had one, if I told you the name, it's somebody who's fairly well known. Um, If I would tell you the name, you would not think it's true, except it was totally true. She calls in. Um, we get ready to start taking a call and then she hangs up. I can't I get her back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, re- so I remember this. this. Yeah. Right. And for anybody who's listening, who's new, you know, so I have this, I'm I, at the time it was a two hour show. So here I am scrambling and I have no backup guest. I have nothing else. I've got, you know, a hundred people, 150 people waiting in the call queue to ask this lady a question. And she hangs up, and I can't get a hold of her for weeks. And finally, she says, I just had a nervous breakdown, and I, I couldn't go on. What you couldn't have done that five <laughs> minutes before the show or whatever. And she's like, I'd like to come back and make it up to you. And I'm like, no, I can't trust you. And I had another lady from England that, again, if I, if I just had – and this is where I think energy really plays into what we do. Because if I had just a regular conversation with her, the conversation was great. It's very clear, crisp. I could hear it just like I can easily hear you, Rob. And the second I get her on the show, she you know, calls into the guest hotline and we do all this stuff. And it sounds like she's under a friggin' tunnel and staticky. You, and her line breaks oh, up. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking this is odd because I talked to her 20 minutes ago. It sounded crystal clear, just like the second we do the show, the, the reception and activity is horrible. So I gave her the benefit of the doubt and brought her back the second, you know, for a second time. But the same thing happened where, you know, the regular conversation was fine. The second we start getting into the show and doing calls, the line is total crap. It's like, okay, there's a reason why this person shouldn't be on the show. Um, so it's been very telling where the people have been, you know, I would say authentic, like Rebecca or a Stephanie. And then you have the people who are less legitimate, at least in my eyes for energetically or they have nervous breakdown or whatever the case is. And let's face it, I am not the Tonight Show starring Jay Leno or Johnny Carson or whoever hosts it now. This is rated G radio with a few thousand listeners every time we do a broadcast. So um, if you're going to have a nervous breakdown, you've been on much bigger platforms than this show before. This is not the time to have your breakdown. This is this is the walk right. in the park. Right. 
So I just thought that was odd. But, you know, he, you know, you're, um, you know, gay boy up in West Hollywood. I'm sure he's fantastic. And he's got a great little niche on how he does stuff. And, um, you know, good for him. I wish I had that same type of connection and a publicist. And who knows where I'd be today? Probably in a van <laughs> down by the river. Well, I'm just, I just find him interesting. One, because he's, uh, you know, when he started on his show, not even counting the few years before that he was doing it, he was 19. Right. And right now he's like, he's like early 20s and he's been doing it for several years. So yeah. it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like you've got this sophisticated, you know, adult coming up with this stuff. But I had an experience a few years ago that made me respect this process, if you will. Ooh, tell me. Um, well, it's um, my um, first partner. Um, we were together in the early 90s, and we broke up because, um, unbeknownst to me, he, you know, I'm sober and I was sober, and he would, he never seemed, you know, he'd have a drink and, you know, that was it and it wasn't a big deal. But it turns out, unbeknownst to me, he actually was nurturing a drug habit. And what? when we broke up, um, you know, we all of a sudden all this dysfunctional stuff started happening, and um, uh, you know, I. I got information on what what had been going on later but what had been happening was he was scaling or sliding further and further into his drug addiction uh, um, obviously I'm I was not conducive for that um, you know he broke we broke up um, and you know we I kept in touch with him he hit bottom um, uh, on his, his drug addiction. Um, I, by the time he got sober, then I was already in another relationship and um, we had some contact then. In fact, I was right about to get into this other relationship when I got a letter from him kind of asking if we could rekindle. And he was living in Colorado at the time. And it was like, um, you know, I'd consider it, but I'm already going in this relationship. Anyway, um, long story short, um, we connected years later, uh, became friends. He was very supportive of my, my sons, um, you know, and he sent them a, you know, advent calendar for Christmas and um, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but he was the one person that if one of us passed away, I was certain would, we would contact each other, you know, from okay. the other side. It was like he was that person to me. And um, he did. He passed away. Um, uh, I got to see him one other time very briefly when I was flying through Colorado. And we had a very um, meaningful goodbye. And it, it had an impact on me, like he had a sense that was our last time. Um, and, and then he passed away. And so I was having a lot of trouble dealing with his death. And um, it was around, I would say, like October-ish um, that, that year. And I was communicating with um, somebody in Long Beach who was both a psychic and a massage therapist. 
which Ooh. I don't know why the two are united, but um, I like that I, combo. I, I, well, I've actually found that in a couple of different instances. But anyway, in this case, um, we were talking and he was talking about, you know, being able to communicate to people on the other side and everything else. So I said, okay, I'm coming down for Thanksgiving and, um, you know, I'd like to set up getting a massage and, you know, seeing if you get anything because I was hoping that Paul, my ex, would kind of come through. And mm-hmm. um, so I came down. Um, the guy had, you know, had a cold, and um, we had the massage, and that was it. And nothing else, He, you know, nothing came through. You know, he wasn't feeling that great. And um, after that massage, I went out to our neighborhood in Long Beach where we had lived, you know, just trying to get a sense of anything. And it was like nothing, nothing. Wow. It was like no vibes, no nothing, nothing. And so, you know, I was carrying that around, that, that, that kind of grief and loneliness and um, everything else. So I came down then a month later for Christmas to see my folks and see the family and everything else. And um, I set up with another massage therapist for a massage. Um, this time, you know, there was no discussion of anything. It was just massage. And I walked into the guy's house and he went, whoa, you have a tribe around you. And he lit some sage and I went, what do you mean I have a tribe? He goes, you have like seven souls that are guarding you. And I was like going, okay. Which I had had a psychic years ago tell me I had one like guardian angel. So apparently by the time I went to this guy, that had multiplied. Um, So he was giving me the massage. He goes, okay, now um, this is going to seem very strange, but... Um, I told you you have seven souls around you, and one of them wants to talk to you. Is it okay if I let him do that and and speak through me to you? And I went, okay, sure. Okay, Patrick Swayze, ghost. Yeah. So, and this is the, here, here's where it gets really interesting. He said, okay, so he's coming through. And he's saying he's sorry. And as he started to say that, I could hear Paul's voice. (gasps) And I could hear Paul saying things, and this guy was repeating them to me, like I couldn't hear him. Right. And I heard Paul going, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, and then, you know, it was basically that. The, the guy got up and went into the other room and I could still hear Paul talking to me and he was laughing because the guy got up and went in the other room and was, I guess, feeling his sinuses sort of filling up. And Paul was laughing. He goes, every time I try to do this, I make them sick. And so <gasps> it was like, like he was trying to do it with the other guy. The with the before. other one. Yeah, and, but he couldn't get through, and it was just the most mind-blowing experience, you know. And it was, you know, it it. And then on the way home, you know, I put in my iPod, and every single song that came on had like extra meaning and significance based on what had just happened. 
So Holy um, cow. That, yeah, that was my experience with it. So, yeah, I do – there is part of me that super, super intrigued with it because – not because I've seen a psychic do this, but because I've actually heard from the other side. And so that's – yeah. That that was my foray into into that. That's a great story, Rob. Yeah. So yeah, it's like. So I, I think when I see Tyler Henry doing what he does, I get a sense of that experience, just the way he does. It. Sure. And I don't sure. get that from a lot of the other ones. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there are some psychics that, as I understand it, you know, they can talk to the other side. There's some that don't. There's some that can just kind of see the future, some that don't. Some hear things, some see things, some feel things. So I think everybody has like a different sense of how that energy works for them who specialize in that. So, you know, the ones that you've interacted with do it, you know, a particular way and others do it different. That, that's probably why you just yeah, resonate yeah. so closely with Tyler. Yeah, I get it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just uh, it's just intriguing. Yeah. So. Well, I'm all for. I mean, from probably one of the most uptight, um, staunch Republican people ever. That would have been me. Um, when I first <laughs> moved to California, to I'm hey, I'm thinking of doing a meditation CD next. You know. Um, I, I think I've changed quite a bit, and all I can tell you is that my relationship with energy and my very limited understanding, though I try to increase it as it grows, um, I'm just open to understanding and saying, okay, you can do this? Cool. Okay, tell me more about it. And, you know, seeing where that goes. Now, I've never, I mean, I've even been so far, and, you know, if, if this creeps I apologize, everybody, but I've actually been to a seance before with a bunch of real live witches. Now, they did not like me, but, you know, there we go. Um, <laughs> and we, we did this on Halloween a few years ago, and my record producer, his girlfriend at the time, she knew these, you know, crazy hippie witches out of Long Beach, and they were going to hold one of their, you know, things, and it happened to be on Halloween. And they could not have been more nice or lovely, but you could tell that there were several of them there that didn't want to stand near me, be near me, have me sit next to them. And I wasn't sure if they thought I was a heterosexual man that wanted to hit on them, hit on the chicks or what. But um, they had no interest in having any type of conversation with me. It was, it was funny because, you know, most people will talk to me in a heartbeat. They would run in the opposite direction, but it was, it was fascinating to sit there through their, their ceremony and hear, you know, what they were doing and trying to understand their process. And I have a great deal of respect for that. And everything they did was with, you know, highest and best. And it was like, you know, we're going to take the eye of Newt and we're going to, you know, do something nefarious and terrible. And it was none of that. It was just that, you know, yeah. we want to, you know, bring healing and light. And this, and so people can call it whatever they want. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Would I go back? Probably not. Um, but really open my eyes to something that I'd never seen before. And so, you know, you run into people that do all kinds of different things. And um, I'm now of a mindset of most of the time I want to know more. It's yeah. It's going to be no, like maybe I'm, drinking snake venom. Yeah. No, but you know. that That's kind of where I'm at too. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, I'm not really interested in 
testing and seeing if it's real. I want, I want to hear more. I want to hear yeah. the insight. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what do you see? What, you know, it's like, um, you know, what, what do you sense is beyond this? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a theory, including mm-hmm. atheists have a theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, atheists, mm-hmm. you know, hardcore atheists believe there is nothing. Well, that's their belief, you know, and, right. and then you have a born again Christian that has, you know, this whole thing, you know, in their mind of, of what it's going to be. And uh, obviously, even people who have died for a period of time and came back and they relate, you know, their experience, they too have a belief, but, you know, it's like none of it's provable. Right. So it's, uh, it's, to me, it's very intriguing. Well, what do you, um, what do you think is going to happen? I'm, um, and that, that's partly why I'm, I'm sort of intrigued by it because, you know, it's, it's, there's this sort of, I don't know what to call it mythology, but thought process that people pass away, they see the light, and then they go into the light, and off they go. Well, if they go off, then who's, who's, who's sitting around bending the ear of these mediums? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, so so that doesn't quite make total sense to me um i'm i'm i am totally fascinated by you know ghost shows and ones where there's a haunting and and all of that as to why some spirit is in a place and attached to this and and able to do things and and everything else so um i think there is a, a plane of existence outside of this that is not that is different than here but not so significantly different that I think once we're there it's going to be we're still dealing with this mm-hmm. it's like I I don't think everything all wraps up I think you know it just there is you know that people get a purpose there and interact there and there is, you know, a, a spiritual thing that happens and spirits have choices on where they go and what they do and, you know, whether they come back or whether they, you know, um, you know, hang out and, and meet with other spirits or attach themselves to something here or follow mm-hmm. people around here or, you know, so that's my working theory. I like that working theory. What do you think? So this is a, well, what do I think? Well, I think right now it's a good time to remind people that this week you have a new rated LGBT radio show that's going to be broadcast um, publicly, I think Friday, but you actually record it Thursdays. We do it Thursdays, yeah. And and they could, if they really want to watch carefully, if they follow Blog Talk, um, when we we record at 2 p.m., they can probably hear us even doing it live. Ooh, ooh, la, la. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I don't know. I I, I like it. It's my, my co-host does not. So that's why we do it the way we do because he, he does not like to talk to callers. So, um, you know, and to be fair, our shows are pretty packed. So we, you know, you have a a tight hour to begin with. 
Yeah. I like taking yeah. listener calls here. I, I think that um, historically, um, even though, I mean, we've done the show for 11 years and only one night a week um, at most was ever like the psychic night or something like that, that um, oftentimes so many of the guest co-hosts that I have now uh, who have been, um, you know, um, taking, you know, listener calls in the past, that's not our show. Enough. If they want to do psychic call-in show, we do a journey with Stephanie like Stephanie does. And she interviews somebody that is of a healing nature or a psychic nature. And then they take listener calls in the second half of the show after she finds out about them. It's a fascinating take on, on what they do. And I think it's very fresh and it's fun. Um, but when I have Stephanie on my show next week, it's really just like you and me, Rob, this is my chance to catch up right. with you for an hour because this is my only time to spend. And I get tons of feedback from the listeners who either take us on the road with, you know, Apple's podcast or iHeartRadio and your favorite rated LGBT radio. I hear from people every single week. Oh, my God, I love when you and Rob are talking about or I love it when you and um, so it's it's super fun to do. But this is my time to catch up with you. Make sure life is good. Check in on the boys next week. It's going to be my turn to do that with Stephanie. And um, that's you know, what I want to do with the show right now. But I love what you're doing with Rated LGBT Radio Fresh Show every single week. And the amount of work that is put in, you know, it's it's staggering. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure all the, you know, you make it seem so easy that, you know, your research and time that you put in in preparation ahead of time, I don't think is always something people see because it comes across so right. flawlessly and easily for you. So um, just big kudos to you for the work that you put into Rated LGBT Radio every week. Well, th well, thank you. And, and to be fair, I, I do put in that research. And thank you for noticing that. That's actually really cool um, that you called that out. That the, um, <laughs> the reason I do it is because I have an absolute horrifying fear of dead air. And mm -hmm. so I want to know that I have questions to ask for the full hour and, you know, and I, I really, I loathe the idea of having a guest come on and a lot of them, their PR person has given us like, you know, 10 questions to ask them or whatever. Immediately yeah. I throw it out, you know, cause I'll ask my own questions and, you know, it's like, and I go deeper than, the, right. You, know. you ask really good questions. I think that's one of the things I love when listening to rated LGBT radio is I'm going to get a good interview. It's not going to be the same 10 questions you're going to hear on the same 10 shows and you're not finding out anything new. And I think sometimes your questions can be uncomfortable because it's not something that necessarily prepared for. I think your questions are interesting and I think the guests find it stimulating to be actually asked something that wasn't a, you know, prefabbed house. Yeah, it's actually the, uh, most of them, I haven't had anybody um, push back on the questions. And most across the board, it, it creates a certain level of familiarity and, and friendliness, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, I mean, I, and I mean, some of the ones, like some of the bigger names that I've had on have been very candid and, just absolute joys to talk to. Belinda Carlisle of um, the Go-Go's was, oh, my God, she was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to talk to. We just had Grayson Chance back on. Um, you may remember Jake Grayson yeah. from when he was very young, and he, he did this YouTube video uh, doing a cover of 
paparazzi by Lady Gaga. And then he had oh, his yeah. own um, yeah. radio contract. He was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's an incredibly talented singer, and he just did a movie. And we, the last interview we did a few weeks ago with him was around the movie that comes out later this year. But, oh, my God, so fun to talk to. He's so great. And just, you know, it's just an absolute joy. Um, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really incredible. Well, I, you know, and again, you, I think you get some of these people who just don't, um, you know, they're not really given the respect that they should be in doing an interview. Cause you know, I think, cause I've been on shows before where the interviewer is frankly horrible and, you know, not prepared. They don't ask anything that is halfway decent. And at the end of the, of your segment, you know, your project that you came on the show isn't pushed, your widget isn't being sold and you've just completely wasted your time and nobody gets anything out of it. And the host thinks that they look great. It should never be about the host. Right. It should always be about the guest. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the thing I don't want to ask them is that like, so you just did a film. Tell us about the film. What's it about? You know, yeah. like, I mean, I'll ask that. <laughs> only so you that get they to put it. it out in their words, but I yeah. already know what the film's about. You know, it's like, and, um, right. uh, you know, I've actually pushed to not do the show unless I get to watch the film before we, we, we do it. And the, I get to leverage it also being a writer. We did a film, uh, we did a uh, show about a film last year that is now, it just hit the public theaters in, um, Great Britain this week, um, so I'm waiting for it to hit the theater theaters over in the United States. But it's this film called Firebird that is just oh, yeah. stunning. It is wonderful, and um, we had them on and and um, interviewed them. You know, and I uh, had watched the film. I wrote a review and based it on the LGBT um, rated LGBT show as well. So I took the interview pieces from that and the review of the film and wrote a piece that appeared in the Los Angeles Blade. Um, they printed that piece out, and it is one of their handouts that they gave, they've given in all the film festivals around mm-hmm. the film, um, you know, across the world. So, you know, it's been really exciting to just be organically part of something Landmark well, like that. And also what you're not telling the listeners is that article, if memory serves, had well over 1 million reads or views um, as a result as well. So no wonder the people from the yeah. film want to take that with them on the road because your words matter. Yeah, and it was translated in a bunch of languages. And yeah, it was like, it was, it was very cool. And I, And one side note now that I'm, actually a little nervous about is one of the lead actors um, who is just stunningly beautiful, by the way. Um, but he is from the Ukraine and lives in the Ukraine oh, and no. is in the Ukraine right now. And so I'm like doing lots of thoughts and prayers for him, you know, and his safety there. It's, uh, you know, so anyway, uh, but it's, yeah. Hopefully he'll be okay. I know I've yeah, got I've um, I, one of, well, it's Rebecca, you know, from the show here. She has a very close friend who has recently taken in a family of seven from Kiev that um, 
you know, just barely got out with the clothes on their back and they are staying at a home in Long Beach in a pool house, you know, I mean, so it's like you got wow. seven people, you know, crammed in there. And so, um, you know, I said, well, what can I do? And so we talked about it on the show. There's a GoFundMe out there. But the biggest thing that the host said is, um, you know, strangely, these people actually like to eat food. And so we could really use donations <laughs> for R- Ralph's, which is our Kroger, or, you know, whatever your grocery store is down here. Um, they could use really use some uh, Ralph's gift cards so we can just go buy them food, you know, because here's an example of what they eat in a day. And it's like, holy cow. So on Wednesday, I'm going to go get some Ralph's gift cards and uh, make sure that's you know, given to the family so they can continue to get on their feet while they're, you know, just trying to recover from losing everything they've ever known. Yeah, um, so if you, you know, if, if you hear of opportunities to help folks out there, um, if you if you are able to and have the inclination, I strongly encourage it. And you know, I I I mention this, but I'm not mentioning you know the who they are that type of thing. If you uh, would like to make a donation or would like information on their GoFundMe, I'm very happy to get that for you. You can contact me here at the show. But if you can help somebody out in the world today, without expectation of getting anything in return, it will come back to you a hundredfold. So here's my little soapbox yep. for the night. Yeah. Okay. Well, good so yeah. So I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm taking this summer off, which means you'll notice that I haven't sent out a calendar for May, June, July, August for the show. Um, so with that, I want everybody to know I still want to do a show with Rob, but I want it to be more like a spectacular, <laughs> not just a Monday show. So I'm telling all the, the guest co-hosts, um, and I think you're the last on my list to, to say, hey, by the way, I'm taking the summer off. Here's, here's really the reason, because um, my schedule is so crazy that right now, by the time I'm off work, uh, even on a Monday, getting home to be home by seven to do this with traffic and everything else, Crimea River, because I love doing this, it just ends up being a lot. And I've got some creative projects. I have got to get closer to the finish line. I've got a couple of books that are due this year. I've got some music that I got to, you know, get into the recording studio. Um, so with all of that aside, not that Monday clearing that hour is going to magically make all of this happen, but it's going to give me the freedom to move some of those projects along um, either in this hour or another hour in the week that I'd be offsetting. So um, for people who are listening, we will have rated G radio this summer. I don't have a schedule, so we're just going to play it by ear and it's going to be loosey goosey, super casual. And Rob and I will be back for some type of show yeah. later on the summer, but not with a Rob, you are having to commit, and now you have to spend an hour with me once a month. So there's none of that. <laughs> we'll do that in the fall when well, we lose daylight. Uh, okay, cool. And well, if if we do, I, I guess they didn't change that, but yeah. Um, but well, yeah, no, it's no, like in the summertime because it's yeah. you know it's what is it 7:40 and it's still kind of light out here, which is nice. It would probably be lighter, except I think we've got some cloud cover. But um, strangely, I feel better when I have like daylight around me. And when it gets daylight at, you know, five and you come home, you left the house pretty much in the dark or, you know, there's hardly any daylight. You work inside all day long and then you leave in the dark, come home in the dark. All you were doing is being in the dark. I have no idea how people in Alaska for nine months a year do this. It just boggles my mind. Um, I think it should be a requirement, Rob, that from about 7.15 in the morning until about 9.12 at night every day, we have bright sunshine. <laughs> well, this, well, that's where I'm your yang to your yin because um, okay. I'm kind of, 
not that I don't like it light. I do like it light, but um, it's like when it is no clouds in the sky, bright sunshine, that's not my favorite time. I like, which is why I like being in Northern California because it's moody and cloudy and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can keep that. You can keep that weather. I'll, I'll take Huntington Beach any day of the week. You know, it, it's yeah. so funny. I talk to people from around the world that, you know, because I also do Airbnb. I'm just like, what else do I do? I do everything. But I do Airbnb, and every once in a while, I'll talk to the guests because a lot of times I, I never even see them. It's just, you know, I work a lot. They are here to vacation, so we're not here to, you know, hang out together. And they'll say, like, why don't you take a vacation? And I said, well, you know, I kind of, you came here to vacation. Why would I go somewhere else? And I just, I can't wrap in my head, Rob, paying money to get on an airplane, all the hassles of travel. When travel was good, and travel today sucks, to go somewhere and then pay money to be in a hotel where I'm going to, you know, walk to a beach and lay on the beach for whatever period of days when I could just walk five blocks from my house to the beach and do that at no cost. So that's my, that's the dilemma that I have. But as a result, I never take time off. So even like yesterday for Easter with nothing to do, got a great workout in the morning. I rehabbed my shoulder. I'm working on rotator cuff issues, got a great tan. And then I slept pretty much all day long and it was great. My big project yesterday was researching sound frequencies because I'm in this, oh, I need to buy crystal healing bowls because I want to use those for my next CD. And so I'm researching all the megahertz and what this megahertz does and what that megahertz does. And if I buy this type and that, so that's the rabbit hole that I went down yesterday. Um, But if you gave, if you made me take like two days off in a row, three days off in a row, I think my head would explode. (laughs) Well, I can relate to that. It's like, I don't, I literally don't take days off. It's like I'm, you know, I, I and I probably would not know what to do with the day that was literally right. off. But I, I, I'm right now. Everything around me is, and I knew this was happening, and it's it's now, you know, beginning of a process. But everything is going to be changing around me. Um, I'm no longer doing insurance. I'm doing writing. Um, the office space I've been in, I've got to downsize and eliminate. Um, well, I've started a process with the realtor to get my house completely gutted and refurbished so I can sell it. Ooh. And, um, yeah, so everything around me is, is how exciting it's going to, it's going to be a new world. Well, right now I'm in the more terrified stage, but it will be well, of course once. We get through this, but yeah, yes. yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah. I I cannot sit still <laughs> right now, especially. It, I am thrilled. So. Yes. Yeah. How exciting! There's no better way than um, you know to start something fresh than to blow everything up at the same time. Because you know, here's here's what you gain out of this. It's not like. Oh, okay. I got that done. Oh Lord. Now I've got it. So you're going to be so overwhelmed that this is all happening at the same time. This is going to become your new reality. And so by the time the dust settles, you'd be like, this is way too calm. Well, yeah. And it's, some of this is, I know the process is going to happen quickly in some areas that I have been, that have been roadblocks for me, that Mm -hmm. I will be, 
you know, in a space, you know, well, let me just I'll explain it. Um, part of the process of them refurbing the house is that there is a company that is going to come in and do a lot of this stuff that I will pay back once the house sells. Oh, so I'm not paying okay. it up front. It's yeah. just to pay after. But in that process of them doing that, they have to have us move out, which means I'm going to have to find oh. a place for us to move to and that we will be renting before this is even done. Which means mm-hmm. I will part of me will actually be settled before it's completely upheaved. Mm-hmm. So, which is actually a good thing. So, it's it's going to be a very interesting few months. So, while while you're taking your hiatus, you know, I'm going to be cocooning into my new adventure to becoming a butterfly. Holy guacamole! That's amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll. I know you're terrified. We'll, I can hear it. But. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's like you know, it's literally one day at a time. You know, it's like yeah. I can't think beyond that. I've just got to do what what everything right. is right now. And you know, because if I try to even think through the whole process, it's overwhelming. And luckily, there are other people that are involved that are you know doing that part. So yeah. Sure. What do the boys think? You know, I'm, um, they're good. Um, my one son is actually living with his girlfriend, so what? he's fine. Um, yep, yep. It's, I, with my sons, they're both 19, and they each time one one will do one thing and the other one will do the exact opposite. So I have one son who is, you know, going to be living with me at home probably until he's 30. The other son is already out living with his girlfriend. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like that's. That's probably where we're going. The son who is at home, um, you know, he's fine. You know, I'm checking in with him about, you know, the possibilities of where we might be living, and he's fine with all that. And, you know, so we're we're good. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go, Dad. So what else is <laughs> exciting? So, well, that's, that is most of my um, – that's most of it for me on this end, which, you know, new career, new life, new office, new uh, everything, and um, speaking to ex-partners uh, from the dead. From the dead. There you go. Well, so let me ask you this. What does gas run up there for gasoline? It's about six bucks. A little bit less, a little bit more. Some okay. Yeah. It's dropped about 50 cents a gallon here in the last week. We're down to the five... 59, 569 range for gas. So I just thought that was interesting because I'm hearing around the country it's in the fours, and I'm like, that's silly. Well, yeah, California is always, we've always been hit harder um, with that than than the rest of the country. I am am part of the cult known as the Prius drivers. Mm -hmm. I got a Prius about um, early last year. And so I'm, I get about 50 miles per gallon. Um, and so what was, I was, for a fill-up of my tank, cost me about 25 bucks. Um, and now with the higher gas prices, it cost me about 34 bucks. Okay, so not bad. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not freaking out over it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I've got a Toyota Venza that I got last year. This is the first time that I've actually leased a car because I always bought because I used to drive a million miles a year and I don't drive as much now. And the Venza that I have is a hybrid. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm getting about 38, 40 miles to the gallon. And I fill up about once every two and a half to three weeks. And I, this just sounds terrible that I'm going to say this, Rob. You can charge $15 a gallon, and I would be fine with that because all it's going to do is start getting rid of drivers on the freeway so my commute time is less. But for everybody who has to you actually know, pay and do that, ugh, I feel sorry. Yeah, that that is actually what they did in England was they let their, their gasoline costs go way, way up, and that is how they got their public transit to be more of a standard because wow. it, 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 it was, you know, it, it, it was the alternative people had. It's like, okay, yeah. do I want to, do I want to go t- take the, you know, the underground and, and get around this way? Or do I want to spend this inordinate amount of money to gas up a car, find parking and everything else? And so mm-hmm. it made that alternative much, much more um, friendly. You know, I, now whether we, in the United States, that can actually happen because we are a lot more spread out, and you know the public transit is not, you know, you know a really competitive option in a lot of areas. But we'll see, you know. But that is how those kind of changes can happen, is because people are essentially forced to do it. Well, I'm I'm just always amazed. So, like, I currently have a guest um, who's in town from the East Coast for a um, little vacation, a little work. And she was telling me, um, yeah, when I left um, LAX, I just took the bus. I went, like a shuttle bus, right? And she goes, no, like the public transportation. It cost me $3 to get from LA to Huntington Beach. And I'm like, what? And I was shocked. Um, but she was like, oh, yeah, it was no big deal. I didn't have anything else to do. And it was great. I had to do one transfer, and here I am. Um, I, I wouldn't have even made it, you know, to the stoplight, even with a hybrid <laughs> for three bucks. Oh yeah. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. No. Crazy, well, and, crazy, crazy. I love cities that have that kind of infrastructure, which, you know, thing, you know, she obviously is, is, um, public transit savvy. To, savvy, right. Yeah. To be able to figure that out. Um, but it's like, like when I go to New York, I love the subway. I wouldn't, oh, I yeah. wouldn't go try to catch a cab there if you paid me um, yeah. because it's, you know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. But when, you know, the subway system is like you go down, you, you give yourself enough time, but you can get pretty much anywhere in Manhattan, at least you used to be able to, like within 20 minutes to a half hour. You know, so I was flying all over Manhattan, their, you know, the subway system. You know, loved it, loved it. London too. That's what, you know, when, in fact, the underground, trying to walk around London upside was very difficult because the street signs are hard to see. And if you, in the old days, this is how long it's been since I've been there, you know, you had a map and the map mm-hmm. never looked like where you were on the street. But you go down the underground, it all makes sense. And you just go to this stop, you get out, and you're where you need to be. And wow. It was, it was incredible. So. Well, my my favorite, I have been on the subways in New York, and it was absolutely not horrible like you think it's going to be. But I was also there in cold weather, so it didn't smell like pee or poop or vomit. And 
um, the officers and all the people were super, super nice. But my only other experience with subways is in Washington, D.C., where you take the metro to get everywhere. And I've been there a couple of right. times and fascinated about how fantastic the metro was everywhere. And, yeah, you're right. You know, it's like, oh, my God, hop into a cab. Absolutely not. Where's the metro station? I'm going to do that. And boom, I'm there. Yeah. And even in San Francisco, I haven't quite figured out all their bus system stuff. But um, the the, piece, the parts that are either on BART or the Mooney um, underground are are great. Um, I visit, years ago, I visited a friend of mine who had a house over in Oakland. She happened mm-hmm. to be by the BART station. So I walked to the BART station, got on the BART. 20 minutes, I was in, you know, downtown San Francisco. It was like, that is why crazy. do I drive to San Francisco? Like, go to Oakland and take the BART in. You know, it's like. I don't know. We're, you know, Rob, yeah. sometimes we're not the sharpest stick in the box of matches. Well, I think, <laughs> to be fair, I think you have to get used to some of these systems. And then it's, it's okay. super easy. But. You know, it's a little daunting when, you know, especially when you're from L.A. and all you know is to, you know, get in the car and drive. Although, I have to tell you, when you are away from L.A. and you come back to L.A., you have respect for anybody who drives the L.A. freeways because those are intense Ugh. when you're not it's used just, to them. It's just not fun, you know. It's just, you know, I think – Anytime I've driven on a freeway that it's not been in L.A., except, well, I'll say, except for Houston, except for Seattle, except for Portland, except for San Francisco, except, you know, start listing off all the major cities. Um, I, I just really struggle with the volume of cars that are on the road. And it's like, why? And I think the pandemic was interesting because it really showed that, um, you know what, you can work from home sometimes. I do not want to work from home, so I'm not trying to find a job campaign to do right. that at all. But I certainly appreciate the folks that did work from home and made my commutes a whole lot easier. And I would highly encourage you to please, you know, petition for that and stay home. <laughs> I don't mind. Continue doing it, please. Continue doing so, please. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, Rob, we've got about five minutes left. Anything else we want to chat about or do we want to kind of rock and roll and, and end this party early? Oh, I, it, you are you are the host. You are my god. And last time you oh were my god. asking about 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 creative sexual places and stuff like that. I know. Um, I don't even have like a yeah. trick question to like throw you throw you <laughs> a curveball this show. I purposefully did not try to find another question like that. Um, so with that, everybody, I'm going to let you know that Rob and I greatly appreciate you being here. He's going to be live this week on Rated LGBT Radio. For anybody who would like information on the shows, showtimes, the hosts, all of that good stuff, the socials are right here on the show page, unless, of course, you're following us on iHeartRadio or Apple's podcast. So if you're listening to us there, well, Thank you. But the rest of the magic buttons are right here on Blog Talk. Um, My shameless plug for the night, you can listen to my last and most recent two albums called The Musical. And have yourself a merry little Christmas on Spotify for free when you go and look up my artist name, Blonde Jesus, B-L-O-N-D, no E at the end. Blonde Jesus, the musical, and have yourself a very merry little Christmas. So, Rob, we'll come up with something fun to talk about, like, hey, what's going on with home renovations this month with Rob this oh, summer? God, oh, and um, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. 
but I can't wait. And I, I'm always just so grateful for you spending time out of your week with me, Rob. And um, it's a pleasure. I'll, I'll visit with you soon. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I love the opportunity for us to, to, to talk and, and hang out. So yeah, yeah. thanks. thanks there we go. Me. Mutual admiration society has come to a conclusion. We'll see you soon, everybody. You've been listening to Rated G Radio. Radio.